Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Our Two Cents. Let's chat. Once again, this is our second time re-recording this episode. Clearly, I literally hate this app. <laughs> clearly, so much. we're having a problem. Yeah, with with our episode great, consistency, it's <laughs> fine, and like like clearly at least we should get some brownie points for being dedicated to the quality of the recording and so like we come back and re-record we come back and re-record and um yeah we're back on spotify green room and so yeah today our episode is on (laughs) student mental health and sort of we're gonna i guess we're gonna be talking a little about a little bit about our own experiences with this past midterm season that we just went through Mm-hmm. Um, over the last couple of weeks, and how while Loki goes crazy in the background, yeah, he's he's really mm-hmm. losing his shit today. But you know what? It, mm-hmm. it adds character. It adds texture character. to this yes. podcast because it's like we're just like natural. It's, he's like really what he is is he's our background music. He's exactly. what adds the ambiance to this podcast. It's like some people put some people put like you know rain this generic rain. But we well, like, have a dog. We have a dog. And honestly, Loki is representative of our inner frustrations with... Well, okay. I think he is. I think his barking is just symbolic of what the rest of us can't do. Because if we did it, we'd be called uncivil. You know what I mean? We can't uh, go around... Along with animals. Can I share this yes. like quick anecdote? Uh, <laughs> even if you don't want me to i will because this episode has yeah. started and we're just gonna keep going but there's exactly. this taylor swift song on her album uh folklore called seven and on it there's this line where she says please picture me um when she was she talks about in her documentary <laughs> how the song is about like growing up and remember when you're a kid and you're just sitting in that like and you're sitting in the sh- and you're sitting in like the grocery cart and you know how it has like those two inserts where babies can put their legs through and you're sitting in there and you're just crying and you're throwing cereal at your mom and you're making a mess and you're throwing a tantrum because you know you're at a grocery store and you don't want to be there but you have to be there because you have to eat and your family has to eat it's getting off topic, but you like it's like when do we lose that innocence? When do we lose that ability to just scream and throw tantrums whenever we want and fall on the floor and sob in public? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm having this whole epiphany. Can you stop interrupting? Me? No, on on on, kind of on. And so I'm fact. just saying, Loki is sort of representative of all like the inner frustration that we all have, which we do not know. We no longer publicly express because we'd be considered immature and psychotic if we did. Yes, right. So, um, in sticking with our team and that wonderful our team, you know what I. Just end it. End it right now. Okay. Anyway, in sticking with our theme and with that wonderful anecdote, um, student mental health. So student mental health specifically relates to, you know, the mental health of students. Um, and during this past. Really? You know what? Why don't you. I thought it related to the mental health of plants. One day that you don't give me some garbage anecdote, that's the day I'll stop with my useless definitions, okay? (laughs) Anyway, so student mental health, that has been a very prevalent and very, you know, poignant issue to discuss um, as we have just come out of our latest midterm season. How was was your midterm season? (laughs) It was, it was actually not bad. I'm. 
have ended the semester with just two Bs out of seven classes. So oh, wow. it's looking up for me, I think. Pretty good. Yeah. Two Bs as in like all the others are A's or two Bs and all the others are C? Two Bs and everything else is an A. Ah, that's what, yes, that I probably should have heard that, but... Yes. Uh, so and don't judge me. I'm not judging great. you. Not I you. Not you. Not, not you. The people who are listening. Can you calm down? Like, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, and if you're thinking, "Damn, she has two Bs. She must be like whatever." Keep that bullshit to yourself. Thank you very much. I've worked hard for those Bs. Okay. Anyway, so student mental health is something that's often discussed because. Um, Often when when it's brought up, it's in conjunction with conversations about school counselors, which is our first subject. School no, it's really never in conjunction with school counselors. But It sure. is always in, con- in conjunction with school counselors. Whenever people are like, oh, schools need more funding for counselors, that's the only time that they choose to highlight. Oh, when have you ever heard so anyone oh say, when have you ever heard anyone say schools need more funding for counselors? When have you not? I've never in my life. Well, that's great for you. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. Anyway, so uh, student mental health is a very, like I said, a prevalent topic because we just ended our midterm season, and I think our the this past midterm season more than anything was kind of you know kind of exposed like a real flaw in the system more than usual because. Um, it being a pandemic year this year, a lot of, you know, people were feeling more pressures. A lot of people, you know, were worried about the pandemic. And then also on top of that, we're worried about other sicknesses and, you know, we're worried about midterms. And so it was just a lot of worry going all around. Um, and so this midterm season was insane. It was literally insane. Um, not only did teachers have midterms, but it seemed to me, I don't know if it seemed like this way to you, but it seemed to me like they were giving more work on top of anything. Like they were giving more work before the midterms, more tests, more formative, whatever. Was that the same I mean, experience you had or no? Um, well, to give context, Avivek and I are both juniors. So it's already been sort of a hellish experience. These past four or five hmm. months have been horrible. Yeah. And I don't know if it has to do with that or if it's just the fact that, you know, teachers and admin really aren't or aren't giving enough credit to the pandemic and, you know, implementing curriculum Mm -hmm. to be more apt for students who have come out of a year full of online learning. I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. I can I can agree that it has been very, very busy. I know you had summatives in like Mm -hmm. every day leading up to your midterms, as did I in my AP bio class. It was horrible. I had like three summatives and then like the midterm the very next day, one after the other. So yeah, it has been very busy. And it's, it's just like, I feel like there's no compromise. I I, like, I feel like there used to be. And this year, again, Mm. maybe it's due to the fact that we're juniors and we're coming out of a year where we were all fully virtual uh, maybe it's that maybe like it because it is junior year and we are we have loaded mm-hmm. up on AP classes and et cetera, et cetera. And we're worried about like standardized testing, like AP tests and the SAT or ACT, whatever it may be. It just feels like there's no compromise even in school between like teachers because mm-hmm. like I was telling I was talking to my mom about this earlier this school year saying like, you know what, we already spend a good mm-hmm. six to eight hours in school every day. 
And then after that, we come home and we spend whatever remaining time we have doing homework or studying for our upcoming tasks, quizzes, etc. So what what sucks in all of that is like we're prepared to do that. We're already putting in the work. What's horrible is when the teachers mm-hmm. aren't even willing to put in that effort in school when we're spending a good portion of our day, again, six mm-hmm. to eight hours sitting in their class and they do everything but teach. Right. That's what Unless, makes all I mean, of this hard. And I feel like that was the domino effect that mm-hmm. led up to midterms because it was just like a whole block period of four months where at least it felt like none of my teachers right. were really teaching to the full extent that they could have been. And so then it was like a lot of cramming mm-hmm. and that was stressful. And right. Let's well, I think, breakdowns. Yeah. Well, I think um, another thing that also was um, prevalent is that like school is not the only thing, right? It's, it's, it's probably the main thing, but you know, not necessarily, but probably the main thing going on, you know, right now, but we also have to worry about, you know, other, other aspects of school and other aspects of college um, like, you know, bulking up on extracurriculars, making sure to like, you know, serve your community, even if it's just for, you know, that little check mark on a college application. So it's not like we have all the time in the world. You know, we have a lot of time. We make a lot of time to donate to studying, to working for our classes, but we have other things that need to be done too. And that was another thing that it felt like, and this is, you know, obviously not a new thing. This has been um, prevalent for years and years, but it was, it, it, it just showed more, even more that even during a pandemic, you know, um, and I think this was one of the things we had said last time we recorded, right. Um, is that it feels like there's no, like, there's no sympathy all around. There's no sympathy. Um, and it's kind of in, in the top down structure, there's no sympathy from, you know, the superintendent of schools to the principals and from the principals to the admin and from the principals and the admin to the teachers and from the teachers to the students. So it feels like it's just like a never ending, never ending. I have no word for you. It's a never ending, whatever cycle. Cycle. Yeah. Of, of just sort of like people being not apathetic per se, but less, less attuned to the struggles of people around them. Mm-hmm. And it also speaks to the fact that we all, like, as students, we all learn differently. So I I also feel like Mm. there are maybe people listening to this right now thinking, you know what, it actually hasn't been that bad for me. Like, the terms were pretty smooth sailing, the school year has been okay. Mm -hmm. Well, like, that's, I feel like that's also sort of the point that we're making is that in previous years, at least I've noticed, Mm -hmm. there has been some sort of, again, maybe it just has to do with the schools, with the school that we go to and sort of the environment that we're in. But I feel like teachers have always made an effort to sort of connect to every student and make sure that every student is being provided with the resources so they can perform their best in Mm -hmm. any given class. And I feel like that sort of has been that sort of behavior from the from the side of the teachers has been, I don't know, sort of less and less seen this year, particularly. Again, I don't know if that's just like an expectation of like, you know what, students should be acing every test and every quiz without any instruction or what. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like what I do know is that despite how the rest of the school year has gone, midterm specifically this year have been extremely hard. Also considering the fact that it's been a good two or three years since I've had a proper midterm schedule that makes sense Mm, last year obviously pandemic um you know like you we canceled that year out before we I was we were freshmen 
that was sort of all mm-hmm. over the place. I was exempt from quite a few of my midterms, whatever, whatever. So just coming back into such a strict routine has been difficult on right. its own. But then the fact that there was no cushioning and no sort of encouraging and we just like, you know, exactly. it's like, yeah. It's just well, like, like what you said about people, right. And like what you said about people who, you know, would inevitably think that, you know, the year hasn't been so bad for them or that, you know, it's working for them, kind of this learning style. The thing is that, like, we all have to consider the fact that it, the, the education system shouldn't be monolithic, right? It shouldn't be built mm-hmm. for one type of learner or for one type of person to succeed. It should be um, predicated on preparing as many people as possible um, for their future. But again, and I think this was something we mentioned last time again, um, it seems to be more of, you know, catered to, you know, learn your material or just be able to regurgitate it and then be able to, you know, perform well on an end of your test and then you're done. You don't need to, you know, worry about this class again. So even, even at its basis, that's not really, you know, predicated around learning, right? It's more predicated around, you know, passing you on. Absolutely. I agree completely. Like what, um, especially since the holiday season has started, I've been seeing my family a lot more, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And like the first question that they ask is how's school? Like, how are your studies going? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'm always like, you know what? Like they're fine. I'm just like really stressed out these days, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're so young. Like, what are you stressed out for? Like, it, or, or, or it's like, if you're this stressed out now, like imagine what it's going to be like in the future. And my like immediate response is like, no, I, I'm pretty sure this is the worst it's ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> even the prospect of getting back my like admission letters I feel like even imagining that makes me feel so at ease because I feel like when that Mm -hmm. day comes like a year from now a huge weight will be lifted off my Mm -hmm. shoulders like I feel like Atlas right now like I'm holding the world on my head like I'm carrying the entire planet Mm -hmm. you know on my shoulders and I feel like as like it that's exactly it I feel like a lot of the stress isn't even like about school it's more so focused on our futures if it's if it's not mm-hmm. college then it's like it's right. uh, it's a more day-to-day thing like ap tests the finals okay what about after my ap results come back and you know mm. my finals results come back then what do i do then what do i have to do over the summer what internships do i have to do what programs do i have to sign up for right what summer classes do I have to take? Okay, then what is my schedule going to be next year? It's just one after one. It's like, you know what I mean? It's all leading up to this inevitable future. Right. But you don't even know what that's going to look like Mm -hmm. yet. And so that's like another roller coaster because then you're like, should I even be worrying this much about something that may or may not happen? Exactly. It's like, you're never done done. worrying about whatever. Yeah. Like there's always something to worry about. And in a way, it's almost like... um, it's almost like you're trying your best, right? And you're 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 doing, let's just say, pretty well. But like, constantly having something to worry about—that's not, you know, a healthy or even comfortable place mm-hmm. for anyone, right? Or at least mm-hmm. that I can imagine. Um, and so when you when you have to worry about that, you know, worrying about, oh, are these colleges going to accept me? Am I going to get into this college? Are these, you know, AP results going to be good? Let me let me cram for AP tests. Oh, but I have two more AP tests that I need to cram for. Everything just kind of like piles up. And I feel like that's what happened also with this midterm season was that like mm-hmm. it wasn't just the midterms themselves. It was just everything like everything was a little mm-hmm. too much. And it very quickly became like, 
it, it, it wasn't healthy. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the typical response when you have all these, like, you know, big exams is to be sort of like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this amount of time for this test. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's how it typically is. And like, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. study session and I'm going to go ask my teacher for this and blah, 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 blah. And you develop some sort of schedule for these things. But this year definitely felt like, you know what? There's, n- there's not even a point in studying for X, Y, and Z classes. I'm just going to study on this and do my best I can, mm-hmm. like do the best I can. It was very unhealthy. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, I feel like it, it was it more, was. it felt competitive and less like, oh no, like I really should put in the effort and try to get the best possible grades I can in all of these, on all of these tests. Mm-hmm. It was more just like, you know, what do I already know? What do I not know? Let's just get mm-hmm. that out of the way. Right. Well, it and felt that was like, even something like, it felt like a race to the finish mm-hmm. line and not just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel productive in, you know, my experience. Right. Well, and I, that, that was also a thing with, you know, like even, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I get my grades back, right. When I, when I see that, oh, okay, I did pretty well. Right. I, I, mm-hmm. I got good grades on these fine, on these uh, midterms. Um, it's almost like I'm also at the same time dissatisfied because it feels like, okay, now I just have to go on to the next thing. Right. Like it doesn't, and that kind of is the same thing we were just talking about how it's like one thing after another, because like, I'm also aware that I just sunk like hours and hours and days and weeks even, right, into studying for these tests. And okay, yeah, I got good scores, but like now I have to do that again when finals come, or I have to do that again for the next big test. So like, it is really, it truly is that thing of like, it never stops. And especially when you're taking, you know, as many AP classes mm-hmm. as, you know, five or six AP classes, even even four or three. Um, but it just feels like it never stops. Yeah. And then after that, even um, when you when you finally get, you know, a reprieve from like testing and stuff, you also have to then worry about, OK, am I doing everything I need to to take care of myself? Am I eating well? Am I, you know do I have other things that I need to do like other commitments like familial or otherwise? Um, Are there other things I need to do extracurricular? So I rephrase once more, it is that thing of it never ends. Yeah. It's this never ending hopeless cycle of just misery. Yeah. Wow. That, that took a, that took a dark turn. Um, but then I think the other thing that I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you don't mind, was about the counselors. counselors. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Just to be clear, I'm not referencing any specific counselor, but I am saying that the school... Counselors? Counselors, mm-hmm. I feel like, are like your typical school nurse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're the, they're the same Ice as like when like you... Stomach yeah. Ache. Yeah. Exactly. They're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like that ice for a stomachache thing is their ice for a stomachache is take less APs, take a less rigorous, you know, course load. And that's the other thing. It's like a lot of people are like, I feel like, again, especially teachers, which you feel like, you know, they should out of everyone, they should be the most understanding. They're actually the most apathetic and they're the most Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, it's on you. Like, you got yourself into this. Why did you take so many AP classes, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera? It's like, do you even understand the world that we're living in today? Like, if if I don't do, at least in the school that we mm, go to, yeah. which is, like, uber competitive, 
and it's like we all we're all taking the same classes we're all getting the same grades it's Mm -hmm. like it's super difficult to distinguish distinguish yourself and to be an individual Mm. we're all doing the same extracurriculars you know what i mean there's only so many pathways that we can be in there's only so many ways you can specialize there's Mm -hmm. so many opportunities that we're afforded so it is really hard to distinguish yourself so it's like you have to be the most competitive you have to load up on ap's there's no other way Mm. exactly like that's and that's that's another thing where i feel like they're just so out of touch they're mm-hmm. so out of touch that they can't even, you know, you'd think that they would be so close. You know, they're seeing all this stuff happen with students. They have their ear to the ground um, and they're, you know, they kind of know what's going on. But I think it's actually like weirdly, paradoxically even, I think it's the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like they have no mm-hmm. true idea of like what the world is like around the, the educational sphere of what the educational sphere around them is like. Like they seem to have no understanding that you do have to take that many APs or no understanding that, you know, it is that competitive. And then which which leads their their quote quote comforting to being just like limited to almost chastising sometimes too. And the other thing, and I think you mentioned it last time, mm-hmm. so I'll just mention it and then you can take it if you want. But um, I think you mentioned how like most of the time when someone goes to talk to the counselors about their courses, it's not because they want actual advice. It's because mm. they want someone, yeah, someone in an authority to position validate to validate us. them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so when counselors then say, you know, all this stuff about how like you're taking too many APs or that's going to be too many APs for you to handle. It's like, it's no like, yes, shit, I know. Felicia, I knew yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Like why, what is, <sighs> Yeah, literally when we it's like we want encouragement and it's like Mm -hmm. I have a set of parents at home you know what I mean who are are there to sort of reprimand me or sort of give me guidance on what I'm doing wrong and tell me me, you know what you need to do like I have that already what I need you guys to do is help me figure out a game plan and to tell me that you know what like it's not the end of the world because and I feel like it's a, it's like a, it, maybe this is completely unrelatable to some people, but we are sort of like, I don't know, we, I, I, I'll speak for myself. Like, I do care about my grades. I do care about my academic career. Mm-hmm. And so when right. you're someone like me, you do tend to freak out a little bit when you get a grade that you don't like. And it does freak you out when your GPA even moves mm-hmm. by 0.001%. It's, you know what I mean? It's like anxiety inducing. So when right. we go to a counselor, it's like we go yeah. there because out of right. everyone in the school, you guys have the reputation for, you know, knowing shit about this stuff, knowing what I need to do to get into the college that I want to get into. Right. So when we go and we sit down and you basically give us this like look that like mm-hmm. our entire academic career, you know what I mean? Like our future is hopeless and we have nothing going for us. That's not helpful. Like, mm-hmm. We're coming to you because no, we've not. already, you know, we've been living in that space of fear that we're like worthless and will never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. So when we come to you, we don't want mm-hmm. that like look where you're looking at us like pitifully and you're just like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, you're not going to mm-hmm. like, no. Like help, mm-hmm. help in some way. Don't just, don't just say what it is. I remember I, 
was talking with a counselor about, um, apparently it's called IE squared when you just leave because you don't have, you know, like a course filling up a spot. Um, and so I was talking with them and they, I said, is that like a viable option? Cause I have a few spots open next year or should I, you know, fill it up with, you know, more courses and everything. And they said, it looks really bad on your transcript and that's it. And, so, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. that's the other thing. When we go to them with options on what we should do, it's an immediate like shutdown. It's like, no, this is what yeah. you should do. It's like, can we have a conversation about this? Can you again, maybe explain I, to me why it and how it affects my transcript badly? Don't just again, like, tell if me. If I wanted to have sort of a hostile, one-sided conversation, I would just do it with my parents. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I didn't. My mom is like, my mom is like, if any time I say I didn't do good on like a test, her first thing is just to be like, can you retake it? Uh-huh. And like, sure. Okay, Archana, I hear you. But what I want you to say is that I'm not a failure. And I'm doing okay in life. She's immediately just like, you know what I mean? That's not what I need for my counselor, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I can handle it from one adult. Yeah. But when it's multiple, no. No, I cannot do it. But, like, it's that that thing of, like, it's almost like they get some weird pleasure, which... I'm sure this is maybe not the truth. Maybe it is Um, that they get. It's almost like they get some weird pleasure out of like seeing our dejected faces. Like they'll be like, wow, that really, Mm -hmm. you know, that really put them in their place. Rather than like some person like listening to this right now saying, what are these kids talking about? I've had the best (laughs) counselor ever. Okay. You, if you are out there and you are listening to it like that, you are a pick me. You are a pick me. I don't even care. I don't even care what you're going to say. If you're going to say you went to a public school and your counselor was just so amazing. I, d- I don't believe you. I need proof. Receipts, please. Anyway. <laughs> um, and it's even more stressful right now because I feel like we're mm-hmm. seniors. I mean, not we're seniors. We're juniors. And we see all like our senior friends mm-hmm. getting into, you know, such and such schools. And it's like, damn, like if they're getting into such and such schools, what schools am I going to get into? And then, mm. you know, there's always like, there's this cue to the counselor's office and then everyone comes back just looking sad and pathetic with like. Yeah. And deject. I think yeah. I had, I, I think there was one person who even said like the counselor just flat out, flat out told them, you know, you're not going to this college. Like you, you're not mm. getting in instead of like, you know, even if you're going to say something like that, why would you say it like that? Find a more diplomatic way. And it's like way. demotivating because then you go on like social media mm-hmm. and you see these kids who have like, I don't know, like 2.7 GPAs, which is in no way bad, but it's not the expected range for like, say, a college like Bernard or Columbia. Mm-hmm. But then they get in on the sheer basis of their essays on their mm-hmm. extracurriculars. So for counselors to then, you know, act mm-hmm. like God yeah. and just straight up say, you know what, you have no ch- chance, don't even apply, don't even bother applying. Like, that's the sort of behavior that we're, mm-hmm. you know, talking about right now. Yeah. Well, and, and it's important to note there is a difference. What we're saying is, you know, when counselors just flat out tell someone, you're not going to get in, don't even bother applying, like you said. It's mm-hmm. different than, you know, should you apply? Like, actually having a fruitful conversation with yourself about, you know, is it worth it for me? Do I want to go here? There's a difference between you making that decision and the counselor just like, like you said, playing God and just telling you that, you know, it's going to, it's going to turn out badly no matter what. So you just shouldn't do it. Like you just shouldn't do it. It's a waste. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's also another problem with, with um, school counselors is that 
I think we, you kind of said exactly this just a second ago, but they're not open to having a conversation. It's like you have to go through all of this mm-hmm. work to even schedule a meeting with them. And then the meeting turns out to be the, the most useless thing that you've ever been privy to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I so like then why you're not motivated to go back. You're not motivated to get more advice from them. You'd rather just figure it out yourself. Absolutely. I remember freshman year, um, everyone was going to their counselors. It was like second semester, third quarter, I think. And it was like, you know, when you started deciding what classes you were going to take next year. And everyone was going to their counselor to sort of figure out their four-year plan for high school and figure out what classes they'd be taking the next four years, their career path, et cetera. And I remember one of my friends came back and they were talking about how eye-opening that conversation with her counselor was and how it was you know it was like wow they really explained it to me and blah 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 so I went with the same delighted hope to my counselor I walked in and my counselor <laughs> literally just handed me a sheet and she had this predetermined four-year schedule for me and she was like mm-hmm. according to the path that you're in you're, you're going to be taking this class this class and this class this year then this class this class and this class the next year so on so on it's like where's oh. the conversation where is the like what about what I want to take what about what yeah. I'm interested in there was absolutely none of that. Like, I'm not here for you to tell me mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you're going to do this. I'm here for mm-hmm. you to say, you can do this, but what about you? What do you want? Absolutely. And and that's, it's just such, not to sound like, you know, an 80-year-old, but it's such a shame mm-hmm. <laughs> that instead of, you know, inspiring students to do what they want or if they if they do what they want and then they need some help you know they need like a reassuring thing instead of doing that or reassuring them or telling them whatever you are basically out here crushing their dreams um at the risk of sounding dramatic and telling them you know you're not good enough to do this because basically that is what what the counselors are doing is is that it's basically them saying you know you're not going to, you know, every time they say something like you're not going to get into this college, don't bother applying or like um, don't apply to this college even just don't apply to this college. That's them saying, you know, like, because then your brain starts to wonder, okay, well, why are they saying that? Is it because I'm not impressive? Is it because I'm not going to get in? Uh, Do I need to bulk up, you know, my stats? Do I need to work on something else? So it doesn't help at all. In fact, if anything, I would say these counselors probably do like more damage than anything to to the Mm. students at the school but absolutely bro i haven't even scheduled a single counselor appointment since that since freshman year since that experience Mm -hmm. i just yeah figure it out on my own (laughs) yeah well like i had the junior meeting apparently this is a thing that happens i guess yeah you signed Um, up for it right i was coerced (laughs) yes because apparently i don't know where but my mother thought that, you know, it would be beneficial. Like the mm-hmm. counselor would really open my eyes to, you know, this. I was, again, I was going to go to one of those. And then one of my friends came back mm-hmm. from her counselor appointment and she was like, don't do it. Like my parents are going to kill me after what I, what my yeah. counselor just told me. It's not worth it. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like when I, when I, when I went there, it wasn't even that specifically like, you know, she's saying all this stuff and like my parents are going to be so disappointed in me. I like, I don't need to hear you say, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Because I know I'm not stupid. I'm a proactive student. I know that I need to do all of that. So basically you telling me that just adds to my anxiety around doing it. So why would I Mm -hmm. go see you for some obvious advice when I could just do it? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. 
And so I think that was like the main thing. I got to miss my junior meeting to take the AP Spanish midterm, which was so fun. But like, I think that was, I think if I had gone to that meeting, you know, this thing that we keep talking about of, of the counselors are, you know, telling you this, telling you that, you know, kind of discouraging you from following your hopes and dreams that it really would have come into fruition because from what I've heard, like you said, these council meetings were not, you know, were not some great, you know, amazing thing. Like they were just kind of the counselors telling you, blah, 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 do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't take AP Spanish if you're listening. Just don't. Don't yeah, do that to yourself. Don't take it. And yeah, don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth the emotional it's turmoil. Not. The, the the trauma it'll stay with you forever this class unless you're like if you're even like you know what i mean like a like just a little bit unsure mm. of whether you should take it or not don't take it like mm. not worth it like if you love languages and you go into this class you're gonna you're gonna come out hating languages i guarantee you 100 mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. but anyway that was not anyway. really related um i don't know did you have anything else no, I just say like um I don't know. We're like in a new year now. Just focus on yourself. Yeah. Is what I'd say. And like I don't know, like my best I might this doesn't work for everyone when people are like social media cleanses or whatever. But it like works for me because when I hear like other people's grades and other people's like whatever, whether it's better or worse than my own grade, it's like I don't want to know it. You know what I mean? It gives mm, me this yeah. feeling that I just would rather not have. So if you're like I don't know, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone like each to each their own to their own, right? Like as an individual, you know what works best for you. And mm-hmm. you know what your learning style is. So just go by that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not confident in yourself, no one else is going yeah. to be. So I don't know. Just be like mindful of yourself is what I'm going to say. And then like, that's exactly it. Like take care of yourself. Like don't get overly mm-hmm. stressed out. Especially if you're getting stressed out over what like everyone else is doing and what you're not doing. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And just don't forget that, you know, you're, we're all going to, the sun's going to burn us all one day anyway. So it doesn't really. Probably very soon. Yeah. Considering it was like, what, 79 a few days ago in the middle of December. It was fucking insane. I was, yeah. (gasps) Oh yeah. And don't take English Spanish. Our last, our last piece of advice repeated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Toodles. This was so chaotic. I'm so, I'd like to apologize. Our first episode was that we first recorded was like, you know, rather good, but it was better. It was much better. It was and then much this one better. Just, it just went down the drain. But I do know that like our, um, you know, our listens in this podcast have been pretty consistent, but like one episode that got a lot of attention was our college culture one. And I think that's another reason why mm-hmm. like we chose to record this topic right now, because obviously that's like the thing that's, school Mm -hmm. is the thing that's like most prevalent like and on our minds you know of people of our age group which is the age group that you know mostly listens to this podcast though i think we do have some like 45 year old mothers it's probably our own moms Mm -hmm. from what i've seen on the demographic but no yeah anyways that was random but i was like i don't know it was like i feel like um, you felt that you should give some context yeah 
Yeah, I felt like we should give some context. And it's also like, I feel like in a lot of these episodes, we're asking people to do something and we're like, please care about these worldly issues and blah, 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 blah. And we yeah. act, we have quite a superior complex, I feel like, when we record them. But this <laughs> one's sort of like uh, relatable and, you know. It's like the only thing we're asking you to do is take care of yourself, please. Yeah. We beg so, you. Peace out. Don't <sighs> get stressed out. Don't get stressed out. It's not worth it. Yeah. Because we're all going to die. <laughs>